0: I guess we can start now. I guess we can start now. Hi. Hi, Justine. (laughs) Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) We have a dog between us. Yeah, we do. He's asleep. Yeah, he's precious. He is. Until he kicks you. Yeah, and then he's not so precious. No, he's kind of a jerk, that dog. Yeah. Welcome to the Cutaways (laughs) podcast where we're depressed sometimes. Sometimes. We we did take a a couple weeks okay we took a month off which is a couple that's a couple weeks a couple weeks (laughs) because you know february happens same thing that we were talking about last time on the podcast and we're like hey remember last year when all that everything went to shit in our lives yeah it happened again happened again like Like, almost at the exact same time yep with the exact same consequences happening to both of us i know (laughs) um so i'm ashley (laughs) <laughs> and I'm Justine. Look, we did the script. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so our podcast is, you know, about romantic comedies in chronological order. So, you know, sometimes we're depressed because of the state of romantic comedies. Sometimes we're depressed. You know, sometimes a lot of people are depressed. I'm actually, as of right this moment, in an up, up. Swing. Yeah, you're good. I'm not like. I'm like my body is falling apart. I've I'm I'm better than the past three to four weeks. Yeah, you know, you know, you do what you do, but you know, people don't come to podcasts for banter and depression, except that they come to our podcast. Yeah, I was like wait, that's our like our brand. Yep, our brand is dick jokes, depression. <laughs> psychological analyzation of romantic comedies that were never meant to be psychologically analyzed, clearly. And slumber parties. And slumber parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are we watching depressively today? Well, today I thought um, everybody might enjoy us finally watching 2001's Bridget Jones's Diary. And then I have never seen this. I've actively avoided it for years. Yeah, same, same. Except I know... All of it, because it's been spoiled because it's, you know, one of the most famous rom-coms. I just don't give a shit. So I don't think I've actively committed anything to me. I know that I've seen bits of it. Yeah. And I know that I've been told about it. Yeah. But I've actively just been like, you know, that's the movie where Renee Zellweger complains a lot because she had to gain weight for the role. And it's like, that's what overshadowed all of it. And that just made it just seem like... All depressed people are fat and eat ice cream and all this stuff, and yet we do. But at the same time, it's just like, why is this a movie? Legit. When I went to the store yesterday, I bought those um soy one of the ice cream bars. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I had for dessert last night. I did have ice cream. I really want ice cream. I told Sam I've been craving it. Well, this movie is an a loose adaptation of Pride and Prejudice which is one of the stories we haven't covered yet. We've done Mansfield Park. We've done two versions of Emma. Yeah, so I'm we're surprised d- we haven't done Pride we're and We're just Prejudice. rounding out our Austin. Yeah. I know. I'm feeling smarter? Huh? No. I've never read any classic literature like that. Nope. Wait, was, is Pride and Prejudice the one that I attempted to read in, in high school? Probably. Probably. I tried to read To Kill a Mockingbird, and everybody loves To Kill a Mockingbird, but I could not get through it. I read Frankenstein in middle school and that was, I don't think I,
1: any, I don't think, that. yeah, I don't think
0: anything saved in my brain as I was just like scanning the words, you know? Yeah. Well, I know that people are going to be mad at us for shitting on classic literature now, but let's move on to the movie, just shall we? It's not my thing. I understand that it's like other people's things. It's just not, it's stuff that I've already known mm-hmm. for a very long time. So it's, it's. I guess it's because classic literature is rehashed so much in our pop culture that when you actually go back after having experienced the rehashes time and time again, when you actually read the source material, it's somewhat disappointing and not as poignant. Well, yeah, like how you relate more to Clueless than you related to the movie version of Emma because it just made it so it could speak to you. Yeah, which makes sense because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you... it's like Hamilton, yeah, how Lynn made the Revolutionary War, oh so yeah, so much more entertaining, <laughs> yeah, which really the Revolutionary War was pretty entertaining, let's well, see, like but you're like a history buff, yeah, that's true, but see, there's also people that like cl- classic literature, oh, yeah. and that speaks to them on a certain level, and that's fine they're, they're just you know like what you like, it's just not my thing, <laughs> so let me have my things. And you have your things and then we can all be copacetic and be happy and not depressed and sad because it's raining outside and giving us all migraines. It's okay. It was gorgeous yesterday. I didn't get to go outside because I had dailies. Oh. Well, I did get to go outside. Yeah, it's been a new thing for me being outside. I'm like, la, 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 What is the sun I'm getting? Ah, it burns. <laughs> oh, I haven't been outside in a year. World. Guys, I haven't been outside in a year. A new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no, no. or where to go. we we'll say we're only dreaming a whole new world. Okay. Okay. Bridget Jones's Diary, 2001. Let's get to Do it. Do we have to? Yeah. Here Fine. is the description from Netflix, our favorite Netflix. This clever tale of Bridget Jones's Odyssey from Mr. Right here right now to Mr. Right delivers a glimpse into the inner workings of the female mind. I feel like it's not going to. I hate this. (laughs) I know this is probably not what it's about. I don't know. But like a glimpse into the inner workings of the female mind right away. Right away I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah, like that's (laughs) just mean. Yeah, that's what I want to say right away. As soon as I read that, I'm just like, fuck you. Like, why, why are the inner workings of the female mind always about Mr. Right and Mr. Right here right now? Yeah, like, I'm like... what does that even mean? Bridget Jones... I haven't even watched the movie yet. Bridget Jones does not speak for me. No, Renee. <laughs> you don't. I mean, she's already starred in one of our most hated movies. A couple of them. I mean, we... I, sh- Renee is going is batting real low right okay. now. Yeah, this, this movie stars Renee Zellweger, and she was in Reality Bites for a hot second, and she was starring in Jerry Maguire, Ashley's favorite movie of no, all time. I that movie. <laughs> this also stars Colin Firth, who we saw with an earring in Shakespeare in Love. He was hot. Yeah, Lord Wessex. <laughs> and our favorite, Hugh Grant, who fuck we've seen him. in Four Weddings and a Funeral and Notting Hill. They're like all um, all movies we hated except for Shakespeare in Love. I'm like I'm down with this for Colin, mm-hmm. but I feel like Colin is just Colin has no tarnish. Like he can't mm-hmm. be tarnished. He's like silver. He's not like silver where it gets tarnished real easily. Mm-hmm. He's like a diamond. He's like a diamond. <laughs> a diamond. He doesn't need to be like he still has that glitter even when he's got a little bit of smudge on him. I don't know how appealing I find Colin Firth. I know a lot of people do, especially in our, our Lady Pod Squad Slack group. <laughs> it's more of his personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just precious. He's just like one of those guys that you want to have hug you all the time. I don't I don't want to get with precious. <laughs> but I want to be hugged and held and nurtured and cared for. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell British movie, British people. Director, female director, Sharon Maguire. And editor, Martin Walsh, who edited Mansfield Park. I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate it so hard. There's all these things. I just see in the list all of these things that I hate. Yeah, it's kind of on par. Why was the Why were the 2000s are so British, ma'am? I mean, I have no problem with British movies. I normally like British dry humor. They're just their rom coms are just too dry. Too dry. Not enough rom. Not enough com, Not enough. Too, too, you know what it is? Uh, it's too much Hugh Grant. Well, yeah. Like cardboard. <laughs> too much. Well, in the editorial department, we have Paul Knight, who was the additional editor and first assistant editor, and he was the first assistant editor on Sliding Doors. <laughs> we have Alistair Grimshaw, who was the first assistant editor. We have Steve McGuire, who was also first assistant editor. And he was the first assistant editor on Mansfield Park. And we have an uncredited assistant editor for Sync Speed. His name is Simon Harris. Is that like the first it's, auto-sync? It's a company. I, I couldn't find much. All I knew, all I found was that it was a company. So I don't know what they do at that like my post-production guess is, company. My guess is it's, it was designed to do... Um, like the auto sync feature in Avid that's my guess and it looks like they were prominent from this time to around like 2007 or something I wonder if somebody bought them out yeah let's see I didn't do too much research in it but I probably will do it during the movie Yeah. this movie is rated R for language and some strong sexuality okay doesn't excite me we've been disappointed by R before it's an hour and 38 minutes and it's rated three and a half stars on DVD.com because Netflix doesn't do star ratings anymore. We hate you, Netflix, but we really do love you. Now, at the awards in 2002, at the 2002 BAFTAs, Colin Firth was nominated for Best Sporting Actor, Renee Zellweger was nominated for Best Actress, and the film was nominated for Best British Film. At the 2002 Golden Globe Awards... Uh, Renee Zellweger was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, and the film was nominated for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. And at the 2002 Academy Awards, Renee Zellweger was nominated for Best Actress. Because she gained all that weight. That's true. You change your physical appearance, you get, you Oscar get a nominated. Nom- <laughs> you get a nominated. You get, you get a, a nominated. You get a nominated. <laughs> I'm Italian. I'm a nominated. I'm a nominated. You're a do, 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 do. Okay. You wanna nom- watch a movie? Yo. No. But I will I will I will begrudgingly accept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be good. Could be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic. You do you. I do me. You lived your live your best life. Trying. Thing. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fucking hate this movie and want to just Further erase Hugh Grant from my brain. Happy podcasting. Yep. Oh by <laughs> myself. Don't, Don't wanna be all by myself anymore. You read my mind. Yeah, right? You read my mind. So that movie. Bridget Jones's diary. The other Jones on Netflix is, you know, more exciting and probably better. Jessica Jones? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Did you start that? Not yet. I started it, I got one and a half episodes in before I had to sleep, because I also had a headache. It didn't seem like big budget enough, you know? It didn't start off with, like, as much of a bang as I'd like, as I would like it to. It just kind of, like, continued, and I'm just like, come on, where's all, like, the... Bing bang boom. Yeah, let's start. Let's kick it off because you know it's just going to get like progressively downhill yeah. mental fuck up wise. Right, until like the end when you're like, "Ah." But um yeah, The Other Better Jones. The Better Jones. So, my annoyance with Okay, so I I guess I liked it, but I maybe as like one of those background um guilty pleasure maybe type movies like I throw it on like i, I don't think i thoroughly enjoyed watching hugh grant get socked in the face a couple of times yes but what annoyed me was how delusional bridget jones was through like the first half of the movie i was just so like mad at how delusional she was <laughs> oh yeah because everybody knew the twist yeah i like, just like you don't open they didn't open the door and they didn't reveal the people fucking until the very end and so you knew that he was lying Well, and just the fact that... Come on, Bridget. You don't see that he's just with you to just fuck you? And she's just like, oh, we're getting married. And I'm just like, no, girl. Come on. You're 32. (laughs) How do you not know that he is just with you to fuck you? Because this is the inner workings of the female mind. (laughs) Uh, That's what annoyed me. That's what annoyed me. I mean, I enjoyed, like, the camp. Like, whenever it became campy, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed those parts. Yeah. I like how... Most of the actors in it have been at Hogwarts. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) That's British films for you. I also like that Moaning Myrtle was introduced introduced in a toilet. Yep. That was amazing. Yeah, crying in the bathroom. Crying in the bathroom. That was good. That was good. I like her friend group. They weren't as annoying as other friend groups that we've seen. I like that Tom was from Battlestar Galactica. Is that the guy? That's Gaius. Oh, That's you. the guy who, like, fucks everything up in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I haven't watched Battlestar. You should watch it, because he's really good in it. I don't know. I was just like, you know, the part that annoys me of, like, oh, uh, she's 32, and she's a spinster, and blah, 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 blah. I have a year on her. <laughs> so that part, I'm just like, shut up. Shut your face. Put your bunny tail away. Mm-hmm. And stop acting like you're four. Yeah, and just I wanted these kind of movies where you want the character to find herself more, like even more of like who she is and her career and stuff, not just finding the getting, a mate. Yeah, getting with the right guy, the goal to not be a spinster anymore. Yeah. Because it's a movie about goals. I guess. Because it starts with her, her New Year's resolution. That's why she gets the diary to better herself. But she doesn't. I know. Which I I kind of, like, appreciate that aspect of it was she didn't really need to, like, better herself in a way. She just needed to accept herself. Accept herself. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, she was still boozy and smoking cigarettes and, you know, she wasn't worried about her weight as much, I guess. I don't, like, I don't know. I wanted something more. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. I mean, I've avoided this movie for a very long time. And it was not as bad as my expectations were. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, 100%. Because it definitely had this cheesy camp factor that I really enjoyed. And I felt that, that it did really well. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, from a female perspective. I didn't feel like Renee Zellweger was ogled all that much until the end until the end when they did that panning butt shot Mm -hmm. there were one too many of those at the very end yeah but it's like it's a movie that it's just it doesn't excite me it doesn't bring anything new to the table maybe it's because i don't see myself in her well yeah i felt like the characters are very so it's not flat because they're definitely there's depth to them Mm -hmm. and there's quirkiness and camp which normally I really like. Even if the characters are super flat, I will totally latch onto the quirky and the, the the campiness of things. But like with American Sweethearts, like that was not a good movie, but the characters were hilarious. This, I just, I wanted something more. I wanted her to like get a backbone. Which they did kind of try. They, they had like the weird Jerry Maguire, I'm going to quit in the middle of the- That was so very Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Mostly, I wanted I wanted her to just walk out from that interview and then never talk to him again. I didn't want him to come back at the end. Like I felt like we've been there. Mm-hmm. Why is he here? Cause because they always come back. They always come back, Ashley. But with love triangle with love triangle movies, you need to be able. T- I guess I I appreciated the fact that you didn't know who you needed to root for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like both guys seemed like total assholes, and so there really wasn't a huge press pressure to like say one over the other for me Where in love triangle movies you normally there's a clear-cut like team like i'm team edward or i'm team jacob uh, <laughs> and you know teenage angst but um <laughs> i didn't know enough about darcy mm-hmm. to like really hate him like she did yeah she did write that she hated him she hated him yeah it's just cuz he was always around when she was the most embarrassed and he didn't offer any comfort to that. Maybe he just didn't think that she was embarrassed or there was no embarrassment there cuz he was she just he just saw it as her being her. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. There was just there wasn't enough depth for me to be like, "Oh, yay, she ended up with Darcy. Yay, I'm so happy." And maybe that's why there's like several sequels later. And you know, yeah, because doesn't it is it now like an on again off again sort of mm-hmm. thing? Or? Yeah, mm. they don't like commit to one another. Mm. And she did definitely stop having her fantasies about marriage, about marriage, about really anything. And when people asked her like why people are single or whatever, she didn't really hold back towards the end on those qu- answers that she was giving. Yeah. It's very, very slight growth. Very slight growth over a year. (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty real to life when, let's like admit it, we don't, it takes a very long time for us to grow as adults. Like as children, it happens very fast and, you know, then teenage angst happens and Mm. we're angsty for a couple of years and then... A lot of years. Maybe for you. For me, for sure. I was a late bloomer. I i mean, I'm just your average asshole. <laughs> I was angsty for like 10 years. <laughs> there's documented pictures of this. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to like break down here. To be honest, it's a very, very basic plot. I feel like we've seen this movie over and over and over before. Like it's two guys lusting over her. And we're not really sure Why? Aside from one dude just wants all of the sex in Mm -hmm. the world. All of the women's for his collections. Mm -hmm. And then the other dude, he just, I think, especially with the, the creepy little kid footage at the end, it's like he's always had a fantasy about her. Not a fantasy, but just like... Or maybe a genuine, maybe he's kind of jealous of her. That she's able to be so open and so footloose and gung-ho. Free. free, yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's always had that, you know, I mean, that would make connection. sense considering he's a human rights lawyer and is trying to... He's so buttoned up. Yeah. But also he's fighting for freedom. Mm. See the symbol... Look, look, I'm taking a page out of Sam's book. There See the symbolism Sam. there? Yep, yep. He just wants to be free. Mm. I just want something different for her. (laughs) I mean, it could be him. I just, I think we needed more at the beginning of him to really understand and connect to him, not just this sweater bit where he's like a total dick to her behind her back. Which really, at the end, why is he mad at her? He was an absolute dick behind her back and then literally to her face at the very beginning. So she has every right to hate him and write that she hates him in her diary. Didn't he apologize for that? I Oh, yeah, that's true. He just bought her a new diary. See, I've already forgotten the movie. <laughs> I didn't take away a lot from this movie. Mm-hmm. Aside from things that we already knew. That's why I'm like, if there's not a lot to take away from, is it asking you to insert yourself into it more? And if you're not someone who feels that way, is it just a blah movie? Maybe. I could see that. It it she does come off a little Mary Sue. We don't really know a lot about her aside from the basic stock stereotypical female things. The inner workings of the female mind. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know the inner workings of the female mind based off of this movie. I mean, I don't know the inner workings of the female mind just daily cuz mine's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, it starts out a uh, New Year's Day her 32nd year of being single. I I guess, see, I think I was never obsessed with really like having a relationship or like being in a relationship mm-hmm. when I was growing up. Like, I wanted to be a fucking mermaid. I didn't really <laughs> want to get married. Like, I didn't dream about getting married. I dreamt about, you know, like the stereo like the things that society says that you're, as a young little girl, you're supposed to dream about. Mm hmm. That wasn't mine. I was dreaming about being a Jedi or being a mermaid or doing some fantastical shit. Mm -hmm. There was very little room for boys. (laughs) Like I didn't start dating or even thinking about boys until my junior year of high school. I always had room for boys. I just got lucky with Sam. Oh, yeah, you did. Bridget, even though it's London, it's kind of... It's a small town, because she's always, like, with her family and stuff, and they're always... Well, like, she lives in London. Yeah. But she always goes home for the holidays to her family, right. which is out <laughs> in the boonies of London. The boonies of London. And they're always like, how's your love life? Yeah. So, if, if people around you are obsessing over it, you start obsessing over it. I guess that's true. I never had that. Right. Me too. She kind of does i wrote down in the beginning that her mother is controlling because you made her change her outfit at the beginning but then as the movie goes on i didn't find her to be controlling i just felt like she felt that she had no control in her life Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: she had to micromanage and control certain aspects that she knew she could control oh it's my mother yeah because she wasn't getting the attention that she wanted her marriage had gone a little stale. Mhm. And she wanted a great adventure in the Great Wide somewhere. hmm. She wanted more. So her mom she's at the, the party, her parents, lots of relatives, but her mom is there to fix her up with Mark Darcy and this is super awkward setup with the Bridget's famous verbal diarrhea and Mark being a dick. You know, yeah, not very warm, not very open. A type of Colin Farrell that I am not accustomed to. He was not quirky enough in this movie. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yeah, <laughs> that that Colin. <laughs> this Colin. I'm like, which Colin? There's too many Colins, Just like there's too many Chrises. So, but this spurred the moment that she realized that she needed a change in her life to stop being a spinster because of this embarrassing moment with Darcy and their families. I feel like, wouldn't she have that every year? I know. I'm like, this <laughs> didn't seem like a big moment to be like, okay, life changed now. Yeah. All by myself. So she starts her diary to tell the truth and to keep her resolutions. It's to tell the truth to herself. I don't know. It's all reasons we start a diary, to just get our thoughts out there. Felt like it was more of her day planner. <laughs> it did turn into a day planner as well. It was an everything, every every thought, a word vomit journal. Yep, journaling is healing. Journaling is healthy. I should yep. get on that. Ugh. <laughs> did you just have an existential crisis? <laughs> <laughs> I've been calendaring though. I got a big. Uh, I got a whiteboard calendar, mm-hmm. a little notes thing on the side with all the things I want to do, and put all the things in the keep myself busy. Yeah. Yeah. So now I've got I've got a clock on the wall and a calendar. They're physical items in my room to not lose space or time. But I want to lose space. Or <laughs> <time>. <laughs> it's very easy to lose space and time when you don't have a job. That's true. Her diary day planner and her first rule was to stop fantasizing about her fuckwit boss Daniel. Yeah, like by writing that down, she just like reinforced the fantasies fantasies. 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 fantasies 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 that word <laughs> uh huh uh huh she reinforced it because like the next day she was doing it yeah he was like flirting with her via email Was it email or was it MSN? I think it was some inter-office emailing. Yeah. Some fake sexy email. You've got mail. (laughs) Yeah, he was asking where her skirt was. Yeah. Which was cute. Like, I liked the camp of this. Totally not appropriate. Oh, no. 100% no. But I liked the camp of it. Yeah. The good camp, post Harvey Weinstein. Oh, no, this is bad. (laughs) Bad. Do not date your boss unless it's like... There can be an unless. People people fall in love and it just happens, okay? I am I accept that. Yes, Sandra, I accept it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking at me. <laughs> but there needs to be an equal give and take. Like, power dynamic. Yeah, and the power dynamic was way off. I'm like, girl, girl, girl. That, that's what I was doing the whole girl movie how can you not see that he is just he's playing with you girl yeah he did it in such like a subtle way really in a skeezy way well i mean subtle in that back in the early 2000s 90s i i feel like it would that would not have been seen as totally off the mark okay i don't know it was a different time this is a different country we have different views on inner office sexuality now, yeah. Okay, so she wants to put a stop to the flirting. She's not gonna flirt, and then first thing tomorrow she makes it worse. Worse. <laughs> she wears a freaking sheer top, sheer top with a black bra. But I mean, sheer tops are all the rage these days. <laughs> She's just ahead of her time. I mean, they were all the rage back then too. Earlier, like in the they nineties, are, they were not appropriate for office attire. No. They she, aren't even appropriate for office attire now. She needed, like, a blazer in that Yeah, <laughs> At the book launch for work, since she works at a publishing company. A publishing house. Darcy is there. And Bridget is, again, embarrassing, giving her introduction speech. What does she want to do with her life? That's what I'm saying, man. I have no idea. Why didn't she fix that? Because she was an assistant at a publishing company. Yeah, and then she became an on-air personality on television with yeah. no experience or yeah. journalistic. She was looking knowledge. for assistant jobs, but then she got hired to be an anchor. I was confused. Well, I think it was because her that boss was skeezy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I wanted her to fix her work life. <laughs> well, it's not just her work life that's all fucked up. It's everything. Like she just ex- she coasts hmm She doesn't really latch on to opportunities when they b- present themselves to her. Is she presented with opportunities? No, I guess there's a better way to phrase that. She doesn't create her own opportunities for her. Because, you know, people who are driven and people who are passionate about whatever they are... Pa- Maybe it's just because she has no passion about anything. Like, because she wasn't passionate about being at the public she wasn't wanting to be like an aspiring author it's not like in the proposal where Ryan Reynolds wants to be an editor one day and so he utilizes or uh, Sandra Bullock utilizes that that aspect of his life to get to the a means to an end or he uses her to get to a means to an end he puts up with her it's not like That's creating an opportunity for yourself. It may not be necessarily a good opportunity or a healthy opportunity, but it's an opportunity that you created for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like dating her boss didn't get her a new promotion. It didn't really amount to anything, which is good. She didn't trade the sex for for something. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just so cynical. I know. Uh, That's what I just feel like the movie set out to be like Bridget's gonna make herself better but it ends with Bridget got a guy and no guy is gonna make you better you have to make yourself better like and then the guy compliments that for mm-hmm. your partner I shouldn't just say guy yeah in this instance she wanted a guy yeah but yeah she could want a girl she could have Moni Myrtle they would be an amazing couple you think I think so in cry in bathrooms together. I like the woman. I think her, the woman who said fuck a lot. Oh, see, this is why we're friends. <laughs> you just like that I say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ashley, what do you think about this? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck the rain. Fuck the universe. So Daniel uh, insists on taking her out right that minute because she's so sexy. And so she got a, a date with Daniel and they talk about Darcy and that's where he tells her that Darcy stole his fiance so then they start kissing and he takes her back to his place and that's where he finds her wearing her enormous panties that this movie is famous for I did like that scene yeah I liked that he was like no I really like them like let's see these big ass panties and <laughs> you know joked around with like that that was cute yeah 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 it goes with the whole have fun having sex sort of thing yeah yeah. they have lots of sex she thinks that there's an us this is when I started really being like (laughs) you're well it's definitely it's just like no one was on the same page Mm -mm. get on the same level guys and you know how you do that communication she didn't want to communicate she just wanted to assume and fantasize I think in the end, she wanted communication, but be, I, th- I think her parents were really bad at teaching her how to be communicative in a relationship, so it's very hard for her to recognize she's reading signals that he's... It's just like the mm-hmm. typical rom-coms that we watch, where no one talks about their feelings. Everyone just keeps it in their head what they think is going on, and that gets them into major trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of her parents, she meets up with her mom. Her mom is just, I have no life. I want to further my career. Who am I? I am uh, wanting to get with this other guy. I'm leaving your dad, sort of. I'm using a very phallic yeah. kitchen helper tool thing. I don't know what that did. What? Okay. so clean you put the, the eggs? The, it takes the shell off of the egg. Oh. It's boiling. So, but why did it shoot shit <laughs> out? To make it more phallic, because we didn't get the point of the well, yeah, whole like shake weight business yeah, of I was it. Like what? <laughs> um, just a little residue comes out. Ew! What? No. Did you just give a hand job to that egg <laughs> shell remover? Yes, she did. Because you go up and down and up and down and up and down and it then it pops out. <laughs> out. <laughs> Ew. That's why I wrote down Bridget is delusional thinking Daniel and her Daniel is her boyfriend cuz she says this can't be just shagging cuz we're going on a weekend together. I don't know. This is I would define that as a boyfriend. Mm. It's definitely it's it could be considered friends with benefits more than mm-hmm. just a fuck buddy. Because I feel like no, you it, 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 when you do because they had dates. Yeah, there there were actual dates going on. They they would be dating. Yeah, I could I, I can give you that. I would definitely call him my boyfriend. Mm-mm. But that's because that's how I define what a boyfriend is. Is it somebody who goes on dates with you and that you you're dating? There is no in between emotionally. No, he was not, emotionally, no, he was not emotionally present. Yeah, and that was disingenuous of him. And right. It was not his intention to be the boyfriend. I don't know what his intention was. Because it's not... It wasn't very clearly defined. Because he came back to her. And it may may necessarily have been just for the sex. Mm -hmm. But... Well, because the other girl dumped him. Yeah. I don't know. Something about this is just bumping me. And I think it's just the way that I define relationships and certain things. Like, when you're dating somebody... Even if you're not committed, you're dating them. You can necessarily you can define them as I I I don't normally like the whole like labeling thing, but I'm gonna label you as my boyfriend, like because that's to me what a boyfriend is mm-hmm. is somebody that you're dating, whether or not you are committed to that person. Y- y- that's there's, there's so much pressure on uh, on the word boyfriend mm-hmm. because I think being a boyfriend can mean so many different things, just like being married can be defined as so many different ways like you can be a swinger you can you can have an open relationship you can you know be explorative in certain ways or defining it like with these clear-cut things is just not part of being human yeah because i think as we have grown at least within the last 10 years or 20 years of this movie we've realized that there are no clear co- there's there's everything's a spectrum, even gender, even you know how we we view relationships or or how we experience relationships is all just a spectrum. And then, you know, there's the whole I Tanya side of it which is everybody has their own version of the truth. Mm-hmm. So I think I think she had every right to call him her boyfriend. It, but he needed to say I guess he just needed everybody just needed to get on the same page. Yeah. To me, because you, if you communicate where you're at in the relationship, it tends to be less emotionally taxing. <laughs> Good call. I guess in my experience, it took a really long time for me to give up on, on fantasy, on hope. Like, giving somebody hope like that is the most, to me, <laughs> it's the most hurtful thing you can do to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because... In the end, that was very bad emotionally for me in that situation. And I had to sacrifice that hope completely and maybe very bitter and angry (laughs) at the world. And that was the only way that I could get through it. And then, look, I got fuzzy-haired Sam. Yep. That you did. He's my consolation. (laughs) No. Don't tell him (laughs) that. I have told him that before. Uh. No. No, it's not true. He's more than a consolation prize. He's a gold fucking medal. (laughs) Lots of Sam love on this episode today. That's because we got into a fight at 2 o'clock in the morning, and we were very (laughs) angry with one another. Okay, so they are out in the country for this family party thing, and they check into a hotel, and Darcy is there with his law buddy slash date, Natasha, And, you know, that there's sparks between him and Daniel bad. Which isn't she the teacher from Matilda? I was wondering. I was like, what is she? Where where have I seen that face? It's the long hair. Mm. And she's in bed uh, with Daniel. And she's all, do you love me? Do you love me? And, you know, he avoids that and just instead fucks her up the ass. Oh, is that what it was? That's what I assume it was. Because it was illegal. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I'm such a sweet, innocent child. (laughs) So Daniel Surprise needs to head back to London. We find out the reasons later, but he says it's because the company is doing poorly. And this is a famous scene where it's supposed to be a costume contest. It was a costume event sort of thing. But then last minute they changed it and just didn't tell everybody. So she shows up in the Playboy Bunny outfit. Which, if you've already committed to a theme and put it in an invitation, you just need to deal with it. Yeah. This is a terrible... You embarrassed people. Mm-hmm. Also, who has a Tarts and Vicar theme? English people. <laughs> it sounds very English. I guess, yeah. Her dad is there, and he is super heartbroken. Like, Jim Broadbent for the win and everything. Mm-hmm. Love him. Professor Slughorn, yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, Darcy's there. Blah, 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 blah. They all make fun of her because she's wearing a bunny outfit. So, Bridget goes to Daniel's right after. She's still upset. She's still in her bunny outfit. And she finds the other woman! Where was this menu that she used to cover I, th- I think everything. it was a portfolio. Oh, okay. That makes more... I guess it makes more sense. I... <laughs> i was so confused <laughs> i was like who like just randomly goes into the bathroom and sits like that with your portfolio like while you're hiding from somebody pick a better hiding spot Publishers. first of all yeah yeah she didn't look like she was hiding no she looked like she wanted to get caught yeah which is fine yeah you just wanted him to yourself which i get yeah Bridget is sad again. A lot of us, I wrote down Bridget is sad. Bridget is sad. Bridget's sad a lot in this. <laughs> she goes home. She watches Fail Attraction. I feel like Bridget has undiagnosed depression. Mm-hmm. Daniel is the worst in trying to explain that he and Laura are engaged and have been seeing each other for a long while. Bridget decides to get drunk and then change her life more. again. Again. Like throw away all her old self-help books and get new self-help books. She needs a therapist. Yes. And then changes her job, gets a TV job, tells Daniel that she's leaving work and then tells him off in front of everybody. Has a Jerry Maguire moment? Yes. She watched Jerry Maguire. That's what she watched instead of That's what she was supposed to be watching instead of Fatal Attraction. Mhm. Cameron Crowe. Mm. <laughs> and becomes a TV anchor and shows her ass to the world. So, she still fails at things that she tries to do to change her life. I wouldn't necessarily consider that failing. Maybe failing up. Failing up. Because she dealt with, like, being a national embarrassment very well. Yeah. I mean, it's only London. It's not that big. And a small, local... I keep forgetting that other countries are not as big as ours. Yeah. Because, like, here a national scandal would be bad. Pre-YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... Um, she goes to dinner with couples, which, ugh. I hated this scene. Yeah. And even Darcy and Natasha are there. And this man, like, tells her to get pregnant. And the woman's like, why are there so many unmarried women in their 30s these days? Why does it matter? Doesn't matter. Ugh. Like, I, I just don't understand, like, this argument. Like, what does it matter to your life if the people around you are not married? Like, how does that affect you? So, after all that embarrassingness, Darcy comes up to her. They're alone. And he talks to her and he apologizes for being rude and that he likes her very much just as she is. That was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, why was he, like, so passive-aggressive about it? Maybe it's just because he's British. He came off passive-aggressive to me. He's just, like, that kind of, like, buttoned-up type guy. I guess. Guy. She just just likes the way you are. She just needs to like herself just as she is. Yeah. Self-love is love. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually both forms of self-love is love. That's right. Get your self-love on. Now it's November and she's doing some journalism. Actual journalism. Which with no journalism like prowess. Right. So she has to do this important thing to get this interview, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But she runs off to get cigarettes and runs into Darcy. And so her camera guy comes in. He's like, oh, we fucked up because they left. And she's like, oh, shit. But then Darcy's like, hey, that's my client. I can give you an exclusive interview. And they're like, what? So she is the best journalist who ever journaled. In Britain. Yep. I mean, when... One of your national newspapers is the Daily Mail. It's not a very high bar. So then it's her birthday, and she's cooking a birthday dinner, which I thought it was a good idea. I'm like, hey, I should do that. For my next birthday, I'll cook-, cook your a, own dinner? I'll cook a dinner and invite friends over. It seems yeah. like that's what people in their 30s do. Dinner party! And I'll make everybody watch Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. Yeah! It's a date. Next February- <laughs> So far away. Before Hopefully, it all, you don't before forget. it all goes to shit again. <laughs> you just have to put out positive energy. If the world receives positive energy, it gives positive energy back. How am I not giving out positive energy? I don't know. <laughs> okay, self positivity. You if you're okay, if you are not giving yourself positive energy, mm-hmm. the world is not going to give self yourself positive energy back. Okay. So it's a give and take thing. You give the world positive energy; it gives it to you back. But also, you have to give it to your—you have to give yourself positive energy to be open to receiving that positive energy from the world. Holy fuck! That was a lot of words. Who are you? <laughs> I do have a positive influence on your life sometimes. <laughs> I'm doing things, Ashley. <laughs> I wrote them on my wall calendar. Now you have to. Yep. So that's my Bridget Jones's justine gendron's diary except it's wall calendar (laughs) google calendar google cal we're somewhat near the end oh Oh, birthday birthday dinner dinner, which we're doing next year if you remember if i remember i'll cook something yeah did you see i cooked yesterday yeah you told me you cooked like a four course meal yep (laughs) i'm doing it ashley Okay, so her mom calls and regrets the whole like Julian situation, but that's not resolved yet. It's just she calls. But the sex, and then she wants to talk about his sex life or Mm -hmm. her. And she's like, bye bye. (laughs) Gross mom. Darcy shows up and helps her cook, and that's cute. Yes. And they eat her terrible dinner with all her friends. Yes. But then Daniel shows up drunk. You can tell he's drunk because his hair's a little disheveled and he's holding a bottle. I thought that was the general Hugh Grant presence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Carry on. But she, he walks in and he's like, oh, I thought you'd be alone. Just like, first of all, dick move. <laughs> yeah, just show up unannounced. That's how you know that he's not for her. Because Why did he come in when somebody else answered the door? Like, you would leave if you assumed that she wasn't. Al- you just wanted to make a scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he needs her because oh, the other woman left and the blah 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 blah. Someone, You're the only woman that would love me. Someone wants his cake and eat it too. He's Mel Gibson he wants all the cake. He's Mel Gibson. Mark leaves because, of course, they have issues. But then he comes right back because he's like, you know what? Take it the fuck outside. Meet me outside. Let's go. Let's go. So then they fight in the street. This is probably one of the best fight sequences in romantic comedy history. Yeah. I think this is my favorite scene in the movie. Yep. They're fighting. It's great. Um, they end up in a Greek restaurant? Greek restaurant. That was good. They sing Happy Birthday. <laughs> yeah, like that. And throws him out the window. And then Mark, uh, Darcy, knocks out Daniel. And then he leaves because... Bridget's like, you're a monster. Yeah. This is before she's learned the truth. Right. But she doesn't want to be with Daniel. No, because Daniel's like, see, we belong together. If I can't make it with you, I can't make it with anyone. She's like, you know what? You already failed. Not good enough. That's good. That's a good, like, that's not a good enough reason. Yeah. Speech, you know, that's, that's good. You can't just be with someone just because they want to be with you and fuck you around whatever willy nilly yeah so she turns him down so now she has zero men and now it's christmas and she's hanging out with her dad she's at her dad's and her mom's. she yells at the rollers. yeah she's not having a good christmas bug off her mom comes home and she wants she wants him back and of course he he takes her back and he takes her back because he's a good man yeah he's a good man that professor slughorn Mm mm-hmm so then they are heading off to the Darcy party, as they do. What's she that? didn't want to go. She was stomping back up the stairs, and her mom offhandedly says the truth. Yeah. There's a weird reveal. Yeah. About like, oh, don't you want to go see Darcy? Isn't it a shame that his wife left him for his best friend, who was his best man? Why was that not included in the information that she gave at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, mom? seriously, she's known this for a whole year or more, and... You know, this blows Bridget's mind of like, "What, Daniel, the skeezy Daniel, lied to me?" <laughs> Breaking news: <laughs> Darcy's the good one. Is he though? He is. I just think he has the personality of a brick. Yeah, I don't know. At the end, he was starting to get a little like unbricky. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, not all nice guys. Blah 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 blah. Smoochie, oh, with the kiss. Smoochie. Yeah. I'm real kinky. You don't know it because I wear a suit and bum, you know, that sort of thing. Which, live your truth, man. Yeah. He is wild in the bedroom, is what he was insinuating. Well, let's hope so. Yep. He's a a Darcy in the streets. but a <laughs> Daniel in the sheets? No. Someone has to have said that already on the internet. Somebody has to, yes. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, it's you. Me. Recorded. <laughs> For all to hear. That's me. I'm a Darcy in the streets and a Daniel in the sheets. Uh, T-shirt. Get it, girl. T-shirt. That me. Okay. So, they go to the party. Bridget and Darcy talk a little bit. She's just trying to, like, make amends, but he's still like, yeah, Okay. Okay. But she does the thing. She says, I like you just as you are. Even though you're terrible. (laughs) So it is announced at the party that Mark Darcy is leaving to go work in New York and take his law partner. His law partner in law partners. Partner in law. Partner partner in law. Natasha. Yeah. With him. And his dad is like, And hopefully they'll be married. Wink wink wink. She's screaming. Talking about him leaving her. Um even Britain. Leaving Britain. She demands that he does not leave Britain because yeah. it's a travesty to Britain. <laughs> yes, Renee Zellweger. Isn't she American? Yes. So he does go to New York. We actually see him at the airport. Which is that supposed to is that supposed to be symbolic of her like freaking out because she's already lost one boyfriend to an Amer- to the Americans? Damn. Damn. Is this movie about colonization? I feel like maybe. (laughs) Anyway, so her friends come over and are like, you know what, Bridget Jones, since you're like the most important thing in our friend group, let's all take you to Paris right now. I think they were all going to have fun. Yeah. And be in Paris during the snow. Mm hmm. Have a grand old time. Yeah. So they pack her up. She's just just about to leave. And then Darcy shows up. And he's like, I did go, but then I realized I'd forgotten something. I forgot to give you a kiss. And then they attempt to kiss. But then the friends are like, ow, ow, ow. And then she's like, let's go upstairs. And then they leave and go to Paris. uh And they go upstairs. She goes to change her underwear. Because that's what you do. Because she knows she's going to get some because he's, like, kissing her neck and stuff. But if one guy liked her granny panties, maybe this one will, too. Maybe. But she didn't want... She wanted the sexy underwear. The leopard print underwear. Do you have leopard print underwear? No. I don't like anything animal print. My mother tries to give me animal print things, like purses and whatnot, and I'm like... Do you ever see me with animal print? Like, have you ever seen me with animal? What would make you think that I like animal print, mother? I don't know. That sounds like you need to have a conversation. <laughs> animal print is definitely more her thing. I don't understand animal print. I don't understand my mother trying to turn me into her. <laughs> I think that's just what all mothers do. <laughs> So while she's changing her underwear, Darcy finds the diary, and he reads that he hates that she hates him. I hate him. I hate, hate him. him. I hate him. All these terrible things about him. So he leaves, and then she runs out in the snow, in her underwear, running down the blocks, being stared at by all the little old ladies. Surprisingly, there was no yelling. Yeah. Like, if this happened in America, there would be some little old bitty screaming go oh, put fucking clothes on <laughs> in new york yeah she finds him he's coming out of a store she apologizes she's like it's a stupid diary it's full of crap it's stupid i'm sorry i don't mean I it." i didn't mean it but i did mean it but like not i don't I mean it. it yeah it's yeah. Not, i don't mean it anymore and he's like i know that's why i bought you this new diary Papa. for this year this year time to start over bridget jones and then they kiss. Yeah. And a weird panning butt shot. Yep. And it's the end. <gasps> or the beginning. And then there's footage of children. Yeah. Them and... As romping. Babies. Her playing naked in his paddle pool. Yep. Well, what did you think of Bridget Jones's diary? Yeah, it was a solid meh. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed parts of it, but other parts I just... Meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand why this is like the quintessential, one of the quintessential rom-coms. Yeah, it needs more substance. Something. Something to cheer her on, you know? I want to cheer her on, but she just flounders the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. I'm missing something. Somebody will probably explain it to me later. I feel like, and I don't remember, and I was going to shout it out then. We kind of already said what the hashtag accurate film description would be. Yeah. Like, we described the movie so perfectly, like, at the start of this episode. That we've promptly forgotten. Yep. Yeah. Just replay that section here. Yep. He's a a Darcy in the streets, but a <laughs> <laughs> Daniel in the sheets. But it's definitely not a glimpse into the inner workings of the female mind. I think that's bullshit. I think we need to stop, like, just allow people to be people, and everybody's mind is different. Mm-hmm. There is... Commonality, yes, sure, but everyone reacts to certain things differently. Yeah, and I mean, like, sure, I'm 33, I want a boyfriend, but I'm not like crying every night that I'm a spinster. But you're not a spinster. I know. It's who says that? I mean, if you're gonna be a spinster, at least commit and become a cousin Bet spinster, Mm -hmm. where you have murder plots. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're gonna allow yourself to be called a spinster. Make sure there's murder. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> this movie needed more murder. murder. <laughs> or at least murder plots. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say it's a tale of a a woman who tries. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily get better, but she does. She tries. Get a man. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. It's left unclear, considering the amount of sequels. And True. Patrick Dempsey showing up randomly. Yes, I'm. I'm excited uh, for future us who gets Patrick Dempsey. Now there's now there's someone to root for. <laughs> we'll see. Um, you want to rate this picture? Yeah. I'm going to give it two and three quarters. Wow. Bottles of wine. Ooh, I'm going to give it two and a half blue soups. I like it. Mm-hmm. I did so cool. the, the the three quarters was for all the Potter. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We got a mailbag from the Subject Tonight podcast, who apparently are fans of us. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Sure. This review is entitled, How Did I Just Find This? Dude, it's in all caps. It is. It's more like, How Did I Just Find This? (laughs) I hope that's a really good re-edition. I'm sorry. This podcast is the poo, so take a big whiff. <laughs> the idea is genius. Each week, they make their way through the rom coms on Netflix in order from oldest to newest. I binged every single episode in a manner of about a week. I couldn't stop. Just make sure you have a lot of time to spend on listening if you're just now getting into this podcast, because you will not want to stop once you do. How do you listen to every single episode? In a week. Damn. Damn, that's a lot of podcast time. That's a lot of us. That's too much us. <laughs> that's too much us for me. I want to. I, mean, I live with myself. Okay, subject tonight. How many times have we referenced Pal Joey? So many. <laughs> I want to tell us our old jokes that we don't tell anymore. Yeah, we'll bring them back. <laughs> Give us the hits, the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Tweet at us with our, with your favorite jokes. Yep. Top five. Top five. Mm-hmm. So next time... Are you excited for next time? Dude, they already know. They <laughs> do already know. We already announced it, but, like... That's what they were expecting for this time. I know. We're sorry. Schedules conflicted. Schedules happen. Well, so next time we will, for 100%, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. surely... Surely. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> be watching 2001's Legally Blonde. That's right. We will. Uh, we still have a legally blonde virgin. He's very excited. He is. He really is. We've made him wait like two months. He was ranting about the wedding singer the other day again. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. forgot to tell Sam. I need to tell him. No, that's he was at BCPC. He's t- at BCPC. He talks about the podcast more than I do. Like he introduces <laughs> people to me and then goes and she has a podcast it's called the cutaways. And they do this and this and this and <laughs> and I love it and da, 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 and I was on it and the wedding singer <laughs> he's precious. Yeah. So look forward to Chris next time. Oh yes, always look forward to Chris. I see him every day. Yeah. If you like this podcast like Chris mm-hmm. does like a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Why not become a patron? Support the Cutaways Podcast at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. That's right. And we have a new patron. We do? Yeah. Hannah from Film Rose. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. And guess what? Film Rose has their own Patreon too. Oh. Mm-hmm. So right now we're two patrons away from getting a Twitch channel and spending my Friday nights playing games with you and others. I'll drop in and play too. Yeah just maybe not on fridays it depends it depends it on you depends know on, on, on sunday saturday who knows yeah you never know you never know well you can find all of this information and more at our website it's the cutaways.com and you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram as at cutaways podcast drop us a line tell us how we're doing send us a gif mm-hmm. and if you would be so kind Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite pod catcher. Yeah, we are slowly uh, running out of reviews to read on here. So. Yeah, give us give us some things. Give us some things, and we'll read them. Send love to Ashley; she needs it. Like always, I'm dying on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Subject tonight: How many episodes is Ashley on drugs and dying? <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for us. That is it for us. Bye! Hi, I'm Sarah Steele, and I host a podcast called Let's Talk About Sects. I look at a different cult each episode, and it's a monthly podcast with a heavily researched, deep dive storytelling style. Hope you'll have a listen.